This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? We're going to the show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out jasonquallscfp.com. I'm going to jump in and be a part of the show. Email, social media will work. All can be found at financialcoachingradio.com. That's also the place to listen to the show anytime, anywhere, by clicking on the archives section. Had a little bit of a market, or not a, but a little bit of market volatility as of late. Big swings in the U.S. stocks. Big swings in all major indices, international emerging markets, all having to do with the potential pandemic that could be looming out there. It's just normal market skittish, and I don't know if this drives home the point that I've had for about two months. I had this idea, thinking about my 20 years in the business, of how volatility was 20 years ago, how volatility was 10 years ago versus volatility now. And this is just a, <clears throat> a hunch. It doesn't mean it's accurate. Anyone tells you that anything to do with the market is completely accurate. It's just trying to fool you. But since technology is taking over trading, the big institutional traders using basically computer systems and 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 IT and artificial intelligence to trade to potentially make money, they are able to swing the market faster than they used to be two decades ago, a decade ago. So the flash crash was born from this technology. And the market can fall 500,000 points in a matter of minutes, matter of seconds, matter of hours. And my thought was, well, since all, if it can fall that fast, it can also rebound that fast. And I think that's what uh, kind of brought this thought on in my brain is that, you know, the, the decline of the market that we saw 20 years ago, excuse me, and it took maybe a year or two to come out of it. Maybe now it takes a week, a month, a quarter, six months to come out of it. Things are happening faster. They're happening quicker. But nonetheless, a lot of market volatility going on. And investors were not unable to access their accounts as stocks were falling. So this tells me that a lot of people, or a research firm actually found a lot of people were logging into their accounts trying to hit the panic button. Oh, no. The end is here. The end is here. Must log in now and sell everything. Days after some customers saw an unexpected 
zero balance in their account. It's all coming from Fidelity, I think. Investors are advised not to change their investment accounts when the market drops. Some were forced to take that advice when they couldn't access their accounts. Some invest Fidelity investment users tweeted that the start of the trading day, they couldn't log into their accounts, or when they did, they saw a zero balance. <laughs> Could you imagine? You're logging in because you're, you're panicking due to market volatility. You're like, oh man, I got to do something. Got to gotta pull the trigger. Got to sell everything now. Sell, sell, sell. And you log in and your account says zero. You're like, oh, too late. <laughs> everything is already gone to zero. Probably pretty shocking, I would assume. Uh, this comes la uh, less than a week after Fidelity customers were unable to access their accounts or come across with no balance for their 401k and other investment accounts. Looks like Fidelity is trying to protect investors from themselves. Or I just lost all my money, one tweeter posted. This is, this is what I tell you. What did that statement just mean? I went over it pretty quickly. How would Fidelity being a how would Fidelity if they were do they weren't doing this, but how would they be able to protect investors from themselves? Well, it, you don't sell when everything is in a huge decline. Most average average investors, everyday investors, do the opposite of what they should. The market's all-time highs, they're buying more. market takes a big dip, they're selling. Not what you're wanting to do. So how do you protect an investor from themselves? You don't allow them to do that. You make them hold st uh, steady to the investment strategy. And it's easier said than done. A lot of the correct investment decisions that we make, or we have to make, goes against our normal psychology. It's about that pain and pleasure. We all want to avoid pain and we all want pleasure. And it's painful to lose money. But I have to remind you, you just came off, you know, whatever portion of your investment strategy was in stocks last year, especially U.S. stocks, you're up 30%. So if they, this year, the one month, one week, one day, a couple of days shaves off two, three, four, five, six percent, maybe even ten percent of that, of that thirty-year gain you got last year. Doesn't feel good, but remember, you are already up bigly. You are up bigly, bigly. So don't forget that. The issue was resolved by Fidelity. Uh, the Boston-based investment company wasn't the only one experiencing technical difficulties amid the market volatility. Some customers at TD Ameritrade and Charles Schwab also tweeted they could not access their accounts. I wonder if this was a server issue. Everyone was freaking out when they're all trying to log into their account and they couldn't get in. Yep, that's what it says. MarketWatch.com. Due to higher than usual volume some clients may have experienced delays in accessing some online features as the market opened but our systems are fine up and running said a schwab rep representative td said clients trade client trades were and are being processed as usual this makes me want to roll my that was a an a radio version of an eye roll don't you should already unless you're a day trader if you're a long-term investor, and I don't care if you're 55 or 25, you're a long-term investor if you're doing things correctly. You're like, well, I don't have a long-term. I'm 65. Yes, you do. You're going to live 10, 15, 20-plus years. That's a long dang time. If every time there is a market decline, you have this knee-jerk reaction to sell something, you're trying to time the market, time when to get out and when to get in. You're going to lose more often than you're going to win.
How do you combat this? Someone without an emotional investment to your money should be on your side. A fee-only certified financial planner. You get really scared, ask them what you should do. You know what they're going to tell you, but if you have someone that's truly on your side, not much we can do. We are prepared for this. This was expected. It can't go up forever. Yes, the, the, the short-term decline sucks. I get it. But the best thing we need to be doing now is doing nothing or actually doing a rebalance, buying more of what's gone down than selling what's gone down. Just think about that for a moment. If you had a crystal ball every time you were peeing your pants of a market decline, logging into your account, oh my God, the S&P is down 3% today. I got to log in. I got to log in now. Every time you felt that way, you actually put more money in. You, you put, you, you doubled your, your 401k contributions or you took some money out of cash or you took some money out of bonds and you bought the asset class that was down the most. And I'm not saying you ever sold it. You just, every time there was this hiccup, you just put more in, into that asset class. Would you have more now than if you didn't do that? Absolutely, you may even have double or triple more. Now, can you do that every time? Is it that easy? Should you even hassle with it? I don't think so. I don't think you have to. But I'm trying to get you to think contrarian. What you th believe in your emotional state is usually about your investments, anyway, is usually the wrong decision. And we could probably take this on out to any matter in our lives. If we make a rash emotional decision in a relationship, in business, in friendship, in our investments, it's usually the wrong one. Clear heads prevail. I've heard that adage, right? Same thing here. But I find it hilarious of all of the people peeing their pants because the market finally went down in a major way over a couple days. People were all panicked, wanting to see what their account was doing. What's the thing you need to be doing? Don't overcheck your investments. Overchecking, overanalyzing, over, you know, logging into your account only leads to emotional fears, fears that you can't do anything about, and that's going to get you in trouble. All right, this is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner, back with you right after this short break. Make sure you stick around. In the meantime, jump on to Financial Coaching Radio. Click email the show. Get money questions in anytime, anywhere. Back with you right up here. Great God Almighty, let me tell you what he said. Go tell that long tongue lie. Oh, well, well. Go tell them in my ride. Oh, well, well. Tell the gambler the round of backfighters. Tell them God Almighty's going to cut them down. Let me run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Let me tell you God Almighty's going to cut you down. You may throw your rock and hide your hand. Okay, folks, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. If you were my client or a loved one, I would never let you get your wills done online. This is truly a case of where you only get what you pay for, and those you leave behind will be the ones to pay the price. Go see estate planning attorney John Baker today by calling 896-5621 or go to bakercouncil.com. Again, that's 896-5621 or bakercouncil.com. Get the expert estate planning advice you need today. 
Did you know that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages? This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at THW CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with THW CPAs at 848 1072. That's 848 1072 or online at THWCPA.com. Do you have a financial plan? I'm not talking about a worthless binder full of pretty charts and graphs. Are you certain you're on track to reach all your financial goals? A comprehensive financial plan is about so much more than just your IRA and mutual funds. It involves risk management, tax planning, professional investment management, retirement, and estate planning. Make sure your entire financial life is in order by calling me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Joining in now is Kevin Sizemore, CPA of Tother Oak Health. 50 years inside the business of personal tax planning, business tax planning, preparation, also bookkeeping, payroll. Welcome back to the show. How you doing? THWCPA.com is their web address. Have offices right here in Murfreesboro as well. I was reading something earlier. I couldn't actually access the article. I wonder how much news has been filtered down to CPAs that the IRS is now using artificial intelligence to kind of spot shady things in a tax return. Is that something that you guys have gotten wind of? Have they gotten better at catching they have the small stuff? Real good at catching small stuff. One of the things I I, I had a client have an audit a uh, few years ago, and they had some issues on their tax return where some expenses went up and they were they were justified so and we proved it to the irs so you know uh happy ending but what they use is they can go through that stuff real quick with that ai and it'll it'll red flag quote unquote you know red flag something that the percentages were off based on the industry that they're in or based on prior year's history of the tax software so their database is just getting do they huge. base it on your unique situation so well this person's been kind of filing this way with these level of expenses it's higher than normal but it's the trend for this person do they, do they let that type of yeah, stuff slide I, I, or are they just really comparing it to everyone else that's in your i think what the computer will do is is pick it out and then there's got to be some human interaction to say yes we need to take a closer look at this so I would say every business has their one expense they may run higher than most. Yeah, uh, that that's true. Because that, I've, I've, I've been doing this for a long time, and I, my expenses, I think one or two categories would be higher than the average, but everything else is probably lower than the average. Yeah, so, some people, one of, the, one of those things is advertising. Some people throw a lot of money into ad, different forms of advertising. So that may be one that gets, you know, out of whack for some people one year and then it's back with industry trends another year let's talk about tax deductions that say small business owners money self-employment tax this is something you're actually going to get an automatic deduction on your i guess it's still your personal return if you're doing a schedule c that's correct so how does that work i'm getting i'm paying self-employment tax and it's actually helping me save Money and income taxes. Okay, that sounds so, kind of counter. Yeah, it, it, well, self employment tax is nothing more than Social Security and Medicare tax that a self employed individual pays 
and reports on their personal income tax return. And it's just added to the income tax. But what happens when you're self-employed, you're responsible, responsible for both the employer and the employee side of it. And that's based off of your total uh, income subject to self-employment. So if you have a small business, that income, whatever that net income is, is going to be subject to self-employment. But what happens is you get a deduction, an adjustment to income rather, uh, for half of that self-employment tax. And that's how it's going to reduce your income. Large retirement plan contributions, you can make a SEP IRA contribution, a solo 401k contribution. You can also set up larger plans if your business is larger. And that would be one way to get a large deduction. A lot of self-employed people make the, I guess, pre-filing of the tax return SEP IRA contribution. That's 25% of your net. And that's a huge one. If you're able to contribute that right. much money. Yeah, a lot of people with small businesses like to look at those, the SEP. Uh, if they run more than two or three employees, a lot of a lot of small business owners kind of back off of that because whatever percentage they put into them to their self, they ha- also have to fund uh, their employees the same percentage. And doing a tax return for someone who just had a 1099 for miscellaneous income, you can call it self-employment income, I guess. Yeah. It's not like the, the software wanted to kind of go down the road of this small business, you know, this this new tax credit that small businesses get. How does that impact someone who does, has a side business? Yeah, so if you've got, um, uh, say you have a small side business uh, that you're doing, you, you have a job, and but then you also have, you're, you've got a little business on the side, so... The, what you're talking about is a qualified business income deduction, uh, and that's going to be basically 20% of your modified business income. And when I say modified business income, it's going to take into consideration uh, uh, half the self-employment tax and any contributions to a retirement plan that you might have uh, that are related to that small business. And then you're going to take 20% of that as a deduction in income on your return. Is everyone that's in the category of self-employed, even if it's just a side business, eligible for this deduction? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, did, and, and rental property is too. That's what, that's what got it started. Is a rent, you know, someone just got they were renting a, a, one rental house, and I'm thinking that's not really a business. And then it the, uh, they are allowed to get this deduction. Yeah, there is one caveat, I guess, to the rental part of it. Uh, you're supposed to have the taxpayer sign a document and send it in with a return uh, saying that they spent more than 250 hours uh, dedicated to that one uh, entity or rental property or something. But that's not just your time spent. That can be uh, yard maintenance or anything that was spent on that. If you paid for it, it counts in that time frame. What about a vehicle used for business purposes? A lot of people have confusion of how that works because everyone has a vehicle. Most people have a vehicle, and it's used for personal, but they also use it for business. How does that factor into getting a deduction on taxes? Okay, so the the standard mileage rate, the federal standard mileage rate for 2019 was uh, $0.58 a mile. So if I drive a bunch of miles, I can write off $0.58 per mile. That's right. So you can – you. can choose one of two ways you can take the standard mileage rate and the irs is you know they do a study on it every year and basically come up with the the cost of maintaining a vehicle 
during that year. Uh, in, in 19, it was 58 cents. I think in uh, 2020, it's 58 and a half cents. Uh, I may be wrong, but uh, I, I live a year behind, so it's still 2019 for me. Or you can uh, place the, the vehicle into the business uh, and then deduct uh, one depreciation uh, and then all of the expenses of maintaining that vehicle out of pocket are deductible. But the problem you run in with that is once you depreciate that vehicle, you're out of that deduction, so you never get that, that deduction anymore. And then when you go to sell it or trade it in, you possibly could pick up some gain on the sale of that vehicle. So I'm trying to think through what you were describing there. So I buy a vehicle, the depreciation is part of that expense on my return, and I finally run out of because it's, it's there's, a, there's a life to it i can do it over what was it seven years on a five, vehicle five, five years, years. So. so after five years i can no longer take any more depreciation that's right if i were taking all expenses for this vehicle instead of mileage can can i convert to mileage at that point no so you, whatever you've started with you got to finish with for that particular vehicle. right that's right so you actually pay more taxes in the, the long run, yeah, in, the in, long in many run. cases. And let, but most people aren't going to keep a vehicle. They replace it. Right. Instance. So small businesses usually take mileage. If you get into businesses that have more than that need have the need for more than one vehicle, a small fleet or something, that's when you really start putting vehicles in the business. And you mentioned selling the vehicle. So what if the person – I started this, this, this topic. The person owns the vehicle personally, but they run it through their business. Can they still take the full expenses, the, the expense mode instead of mileage if they own the vehicle personally? Yes, you can take – yeah, if you own the business, the, the vehicle personally, you can take the actual expenses over the mileage. So then when I sell the vehicle personally, I'm having to get the depreciation number from my business. Yes, that's <laughs> Who's going to catch that? <laughs> I don't know. Unless you got audited for some other reason, I don't. I don't see any way of, you know, that's anything being caught there. Do, do taxpayers find it as much of a headache dealing with a vehicle as I do? I, I hate the yes. vehicle deduction. Yes, they. They. Everyone. No one understands it, and it's very gray. I guess, in, in most people's minds. If you're a business owner, you own rental property, have a high income, you need tax advice, Kevin, this is a good time for people to start looking at different alternatives for what they've been doing for tax prep. What's the best way to reach out to your firm? Uh, my phone uh, number is uh, 615-848-1072. Also online, thwcpa.com. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'll be back with you right after this. We'll continue to talk taxes with Kevin Sizemore, CPA, right after this short break. Between car payments, repairs, and the price at the pump, it can feel like your car is going to drive you out of house and home. Fortunately, Donegal Insurance Group can make keeping your car on the road more affordable. That's because for safe drivers, Donegal delivers rates that are among the lowest in the state. To find out how much you can save, call your neighborhood Donegal agent today. To save on your auto insurance, call us at Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. How much are your investments costing you each year? Most people don't have a clue. Why is this extremely important? Because overpaying by just 1% a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28%. You heard me right. 
28% less at retirement. I'm commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. I don't sell financial products. I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878-2134 or visit my website, jasonquallscfp.com. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Back to the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. No books to sell. Certainly not pushing any financial products or seminar tickets. We'll leave that to the other show. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner. Still talking taxes with Kevin Sizemore, CPA of Tothero Hell and Welch. Let's talk about trusts and how they're taxed. Anyone in your tax preparation client list do they deal with income from trusts and oh. how is that taxed differently than regular income yeah oh yeah okay so uh and and that's a good point coming up because next week i believe the 5th march 5th is the deadline for distributions from trust is that, that do i got the date right there i'm not aware i didn't know there was a deadline yeah so there's so it's not like a december 31st no thing? it's not december 31st so uh Trust. Of course, it can't line up with everything else. And right, right. It can't. It never can. So, uh, is it March fifth for two thousand twenty distribution? No, two thousand nineteen. Okay, so they get a little grace period before yeah. last year. So, okay. you get a chance to figure out what the income was in the trust. <laughs> so, someone comes to you oh, from the investment related. All That's that right. Stuff. That's gotcha. right. So, because the trust, if it has investments, it's getting dividends, it's capital gain distributions, may have sold some things for a gain or a loss, and you have to wait for those statements to yeah, come out to make sure you. You know what you've got so so and the reason why you want to do those distributions is trust income taxes are you it's basically the same rates but you run through them a lot quicker so as the income of the trust goes up the uh the trust taxes go up a lot quicker than they do on a personal return so therefore, it's a good idea to be taxed at your personal rate instead of the the trust rates on that income from trust. And sometimes it's unavoidable. Right, the trust is creating its own income, That's and right. the trust has to file its its own tax return. That's right. So, so you and if you do a distribution of the trust, the distribution comes out and and actually reduces the in, the taxable income of the trust and it spits the trust spits off a k1 just like a partnership or an s corp and then you use that k1 to put the the those numbers on your personal tax return so let's say the trust has $100,000 of just passive investment gains of all types right and has one beneficiary if does the trust avoid paying tax at the trust rate by sending all that money to the beneficiary and letting them pay tax at that rate is that even a possibility yeah, yeah that's what you do and there's other deductions like you can do like if you got a trustee uh, and you're paying a trustee to oversee the the funds then that's a deduction uh tax prep fees would be a deduction on a trust return that you know reduce the income of the uh 
of the trust. Uh, Where you really get into some gray area of trying to figure out what the best route is. If you have a high-income taxpayer receiving trust income, and there's really no way around the high tax rate. That's right. And trying to shelter as much of that income as you possibly can. But it's, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, it should be. Would would paying it, the income to another trust be something that people... I know people have tried this. One trust pays another trust where you know, maybe you split the income in different ways and then you somehow get the, the tax bracket lower. Is that something that's that would be practiced often? It sounds like a lot of people would not get away with shifting the income. Yeah, I, I don't have anyone that does anything like that, so... Uh... I, but eventually, if you if the money just stays in a trust, I, I would assume it's still taxable <laughs> at the same trust rate. So. Right, just different le- different levels. Yeah, this is also another scenario. If you've inherited any type of trust, this is actually where it's going to come into play, and you have income from that trust, you would know it at that situation. I, I was telling someone this the other day that was going through a tax questionnaire. I said you would know if you had trust income. You would know it. Believe oh, me. Oh yeah. And this is also another area where you need expert expert help. THWCPA.com, 848-1072. Also with an office right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, you guys accept walk-ins? Can people just walk in off the street and say, here's my tax stuff, call me when it's done? <laughs> yeah, we'll take them. It, but we would prefer a call or, or something. So first. you want to sit down with someone, figure yeah. out what their situation is. And that's how you get a good grasp of what. If, it is. And if it's a new person, I like to get to know them a little bit before we uh, get you know into their tax return. So someone gathering up information in a very simple situation, what do they need to gather up to bring to you besides just all the tax documents they got in the mail? The first thing I like to look at, at least at a minimum, one year prior. To bring your old, bring your 2018 tax return. That's right. And then, you know, get you a list of questions. Be prepared when we sit down. Because uh, it goes a lot smoother uh, if you're prepared when you sit down with me. List of questions that you might have, even if they're off the wall, uh, and you just think, "Hey, there's nothing there." Go ahead and ask it, you know, because th- this is what we do for a living. So uh, w- we're going to find out the answer for you one way or another. And, and sometimes some of the questions are laughable, but you know, you don't know until you ask. Tax code changes every year. Reach out to Teller O'Hell and Welch. Get all your tax preparation and tax planning advice. THWCPA.com. Kevin, I appreciate your insight. Thank you, sir. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Back with you right after this short break. Keep it locked in right here on WGNS. When you work with an independent insurance agent, you put the power of choice to work for you. Independent agents know several companies and their coverages, which means more options. And because companies like Donegal Insurance Group use the independent agent system, you not only get quality insurance, you also save money. The independent insurance agent system. Discover the power of choice. Make Middle Tennessee Insurance Group your choice. Call today for your hassle-free quote at 615-898-0053. Get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. I'm Jason Qualls, commission-free, certified financial planner. I can't stress enough how important it is for you to get a second opinion on your investments and financial plan. Unfortunately, since most financial advisors care more about selling you financial products than providing objective advice, it can be hard for you to know who has your best interest 
in mind. Call me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner for a free no-obligation investment review at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Buying a house is stressful and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Welcome back to the show. This show is the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. Airs every Monday through Friday right here on WGNS, 4 o'clock online, anytime at financialcoachingradio.com. Get a second opinion on everything in your financial life, whether it's a mortgage, insurance planning, tax planning, of course, investments, estate planning, retirement planning. If you're looking to find out more about what I do, how I do it, why my financial planning practice is unique, go to jasonqualscfp.com. That's jasonqualscfp.com. Don't forget to click archives at financialcoachingradio.com. Listen to the show anytime, anywhere. Long list of shows, all broken out by date and by main topic. As mentioned just a few seconds ago, we talk about everything on this show. Taxes, estate planning, insurance planning, retirement, investing. Financialcoachingradio.com. Click archives. That's also the place to submit any money question you have. Social media links are there. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, also, YouTube link is there as well, financialcoachingradio.com. I appreciate you listening today and every day. We'll be back at you tomorrow, same time, same channel, right here on WGNS. Everyone have a safe and happy afternoon.